0: This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. The Aetherite Radio. Here we go.
1: Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamer Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm FusionX, and joining me today we have Bryn.
0: What's up, everybody?
1: So, you may notice my mic might sound a little different, or, or quality is a little different. Um, I am away from home. I'm uh, kind of on vacation, um, so I don't have my, my super setup, as it were. Um, but uh, a lot of stuff coming out. We really needed to get an episode out. And so, here we are. Um,
0: Absolutely.
1: First episode of 2016. So, yeah, it's we're, we're already like a month behind here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we really needed to get an episode out. Um so we're just gonna kind of backtrack. We're just gonna go in order here, um, starting way back here with uh, New Year's. Um, Yoshida put up the new poem.
0: That the we... traditional, yeah,
1: yeah. So this one's really interesting. I'm just gonna we'll read this off here, and then we'll talk about it. And so, in these waning hours, my thoughts turn to a passage from the Garun Cr- uh, Oracles. In the beginning, before myth and legend, before light and dark, there was but the sea. In the beginning, before man and history. Light and dark were divided; the sea sundered in fourteen. To the seas she cast her children, for fear of the moon, for hate of the star. To the seas he cast his doom. May we ever walk in the light of the crystal? From the final page of the journal of Louis-Soi Leveleur.
0: <laughs> Way to pronounce the last name. It's like <laughs> I'm always like I yeah. know
1: I know it. I know it.
0: Um, so, <laughs> so you're you're you know obviously kind of you know really big into lore and we've got, you know, the lore, uh, train and lore cast as, you know, episodes of the site. But so what does this, what does this say to you? Cause there's, it's, it's really, you know, every message we've ever had is kind of always kind of foreboding, that uh, kind of talk about, you know, the coming year. Like, right. so in this case, 2016 here, we obviously have the, the moon. So the, to the sea, she cast her children for fear of the moon and for hate of the star, uh the seas he cast his doom it's like obviously the very very poetic and very rhyming but uh you i, I would always defer to you as uh up, up to date more up to date on the lore what does so this, this say is, to you this
1: is this is more i think lore crafting right now as opposed to lord <laughs> this is lore theory um so the that second line there talks about how it's a passage from the the garun oracles right it's- I'm probably killing that. J- Garun, Garun, alright? Um, so, Until it's
0: pronounced in-game, it's right. it's
1: always the, fluid. So that word, that uh, Garun, right? Um, this is, again, tying back into Evil East lore, um, kind of like with all the Ascians and stuff. So um, mm-hmm. Garun is a leader of this group known as the Akuria. Um, and they're kind of like the overseers. They're like, they made... In, in Evil East lore, they made the Espers. So okay. they're like the true kind of beings, right? Where they oversee the fate of everything, and they kind of direct the way that they want history to go. Um, and so right now, we have uh, we have the Primals, and then we have Hydaelyn and Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could mean that there's potentially another level above that with a group, maybe, overseeing Heidel and, and Zodiac. We don't know this for sure again. Right, well, or well we've always, you know, <laughs> on, the, on the
0: crafting side, I mean, then where would you think the, the 12 um, fall into that? Because if you, you know, mm-hmm. we have varying levels, like... Is Hydaelyn and Zodiac higher than what we perceive to be the Twelve? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I don't know. it's You know, maybe you could shed some light on that? So or
1: Yeah, that's the thing. We're not quite sure how the Twelve plane is. Now, they do say um, light and dark were divided, the sea centered in Fourteen, um, obviously it's like, oh, 14, Final Fantasy 14. Hi, I get it. Um,
0: <laughs> well, they're doing the same thing with 15. It's yeah. like, oh, and they did the same thing with 13. It's like, oh, 13 days and da-da-da. Yeah, exactly, like, right? Like, oh, right. okay. Um, Obvious. <laughs> 14. So
1: we have the 12. Then we have Zodiac and Heidelin. Maybe that's 14. Um, I got a feeling that, like, they talk about the moon. I think the moon is probably a representation of Zodiac. Um, and, you know, they talk... Uh, to, you know, to the seas, she cast her children, so that's mm-hmm. um, You know, So Hydalin cast her children into this sea because, for fear of the moon, for fear of zodiac. Um, other than that, <laughs> it's just speculation, speculation, speculation. Um, well, the
0: nice thing about all of this, though, is that, and the reason I, I kind of bring it up and what in your opinion is that, you know, these tend to be answered uh throughout twenty you know, the year in which that they that they're made. So, you know, like if you remember last you know, or actually sorry, the year before, you know, they were leading into, you know, they were talking about Shiva in that and we got Shiva in but, you know, in two point four. So later obviously in the year. So I'm I'm hoping, you know, this is just my hope, is that you know they continue that trend. Um because, you know, you know, this is very, you know, interesting, obviously very foreboding, but also, you know, how many times can I say but also the uh what does it mean? Like, I really am really interested in seeing I what. think,
1: I think at the end of the day, that the big thing to take away from this is basically just Heidelin versus Zodiark. Mm-hmm. I think that's really what this is talking to. And it's just, you know, flavoring it up and, and, you know, some yield English in here and, um, <laughs> you know, another, another name drop here with the, the Garun oracles. So, um, I, you know, I'm not saying that the Okuria are going to be in 14. I, you know, I mean, obviously the right. way that they've handled um, Ascian's has been, been a little true to the the, the lore from Evil and and stuff, but it's also got its own spin on it for fourteen, um, and I would assume that they would do the same here. But
0: well, yeah, and so for for the year so far, like you know, kind of this is you know the our, the first podcast of the year. But you know it is you know as we look forward into 2016, you know the, Yoshi P and we'll cover some of this and you know in the live letter stuff. But they did talk about like you know at, at particular patches when you know certain things they believed should conclude like at 2.3 and you know obviously like kind of with 2.4. But what's what's fascinating and what I'm hoping to see more of with 2.3 in that in in that story. So what I'm hopeful for is to see kind of what the Empire's role in all of this is because you know, at least what I would say from my lore crafting and, and fan, you know, theory is, is that obviously the empire does not want either the war of the dragons to end, but you know, they do not want, you know, uh, um, Ishgard to be joining in to kind of in full with the, the Azorian Alliance, um, you know, cause they're obviously have apparently some kind of uh, stake in it. So I'm h- hopeful that we can start to see some of that develop because at some point, because, you know, he said, I think it was either, not in this current live letter, but the last one, that he ble- that He was saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, that 3.3 uh, should be the end of the Dragonsong War. Yeah, um, so they which...
1: are gearing towards the end of the Dragonsong War. And I think right. at that point, we're going to start getting more um, of a focus on um, What's the, the Ascians and Zodiac and then I think a little bit more um, of the Empire, too. Because it happens mm-hmm. started off, and we're just kind of like, oh, so like there's like an Imperial guy and okay, they're up in like Azizla, law, but that's really like it, right? It's really mm-hmm. light yeah. on the Imperial side. Um, and it's I was like, actually talking here. <laughs> to somebody about this earlier because um, mm-hmm. they've, they've announced FanFest um, with this live, the the past, the first live letter of the year, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's coming up in Vegas um, in October um, and then a couple other places too. Um, but I think um, the way it's going to work, I've, I was like, Oh, is there going to be an expansion? Well, Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my theory is we'll end the Dragon Song War, we'll get into a little more uh and Zodiac stuff. I, I Part of me wants that to end, but I also realize that's kind of the big overarching thing, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, I, you know, I don't know when it's going to end, but I think yeah. 3.0 is going to end with a big... Reveal or something with the Empire, and then I think 4.0 we're going to go to Alamigo, and it's going to mm-hmm. talk about the Garlean, uh occupation. And I think it's going to be a lot more um, imperial based, a little more kind of like 2.0 was.
0: There's going to have to resolve that. You know, it's it's you know we're we're thinking like with 4.0, like, okay, do we go? You know, I, I would I would venture that we are going to Alamigo, but you know, they could always surprise us. Obviously, all of this is very you know <laughs> lorecraft or speculation in this regard. But if they don't address that, if the Empire just continues to remain in Almingo, and then we're going off to other worlds, et cetera, um, I, f- I don't know if that gives the Empire the weight in which that I think they deserve because you know, they have conquered, I believe, most of the known It's, it's, world. Every,
1: it's basically everything except for A or C.
0: Correct. So it's like they control most of the – I mean the resources, manufacturing, the, just the human output that they can throw against us, you know, and we're resisting that it would seem ridiculous not to head in that direction. But, and that's why this is, you know, this poem is so, I think, important for the year, is that if we're able to resolve that, the Dragonsong War, if then um, Ishgard is able to turn its attention um, elsewhere. And in in my opinion, um, I would think that there are some, uh, you know, empires, you know, force in the background of this that you know is obviously stirring up the dragons to distract ishgard from you know uh (laughs) the the empire or from joining in this resistance that is um forcing them because the meteor project failed now what do they you know what do they need to do and how can they go about and you know essentially fulfill the dream of the original emperor empire who is now you know since passed. well you know i
1: I think a lot of this too as we get Towards the end of the Dragon Song War, I think we're gonna hit again on um, the um, the Etheric Seal under Mordona.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: was from the original uh, CG opening. I think that's gonna play a big part. I and hope I think, so. And I think that is gonna help beat It's gonna that whole you know reveal is gonna be the end of the Dragon Song War, and then the intro of more Empire stuff is what I yes. think is is gonna happen. But again, who knows? We'll see. Who before. knows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they they're, they're doing a really good job with it um story story and lore wise so um anyway so <laughs> uh thanks yeah cuz i've been really dying to have this this conversation with you cuz you've you've been away and we haven't yeah. been podcasting so it's like it's a while. oh my gosh there's uh yeah it's been too long but there is so much that um you know in if you just think about it we talk about you know if they don't reveal uh, an expansion at, at Vegas okay they don't but i would just i would be really surprised if they if they don't and if you think about it, we should be having 2.4 around that same time, because <laughs> if mm-hmm. you know they, and it's funny because every major uh, update to Final Fantasy uh, Yoshi P has made in uh, in October. So the original 2.0 was announced in October, 3.0 was announced in October. So it's a big big month for Yoshi P, yeah. um, you know, going into them. Anyway, <laughs> stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, and
1: something something else too. Um about you know fanfest and expansions too. Um, when we talked to Yoshida back at Fanfest, um, back in um, what was it, twenty fourteen, right? Was the last yeah. one. Um, you know, we talked to him about how often they would be doing Fan Fest and he says that th- uh, this event, we were able to announce Heaven's Word, and if we did this every year, people might expect an expansion announcement every time. Uh, so once per year may not be optimal, but maybe every couple of years, because he knows people are going to expect an, exp- an expansion. Mm-hmm. And I, he's the kind of guy, I think, that knows this and wants to deliver on that. Um, and yeah, by that time, we're going to be looking probably at, at 3.4, 3.5. Um, and so that's... You know, probably the, the a good time to announce it. So, uh, mm-hmm. but again, we don't know for sure. He could always just come up and be like, "Hey, so like here's a patch coming out," and uh, yeah, there you go. Bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming. Like, there's what? An open
1: There's an open bar, so you can drown your sorrows. Um, <laughs>
0: there better be if that's the case, right? Yeah. So, so we'll <laughs> see.
1: I, it, I think, I think at this point though, everybody is expecting an expansion. Um, so that's probably what's you know what's going to happen, and I think we'll probably go out east a little bit. We'll hit up Alamigo and you know, but you know, fingers crossed. That's what I'm hoping for, anyway.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm with you with you 100 uh, to to get up there and you know to do something about it. And <laughs> yeah. I've been wanting to go there. I mean, it's like so Ishgard and then Albina's there's there's for it. There's all the well, there's also <laughs> all these great little areas of these which for this game for fourteen, you know, um you know, who knows how much life it has in it? Like is this a ten or fifteen year like, you know, how how long are we going to be in this world? There's so much they can explore in the and con- uh, the continent, or not even the continent, excuse me, in the small part of Aorzea, which is part of the larger continent that yeah. we haven't even begun to see or, or, or hope to dream. So, it, I mean, it's there's nothing but potential for us to grow, and uh, yep. it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. You know, I know uh, we'll, we'll obviously be out at FanFest as long, and hopefully we'll get to see everybody. You know, that we got to see last time, and hopefully a bunch yeah. of new players as well. So, it should be uh, it should be fun. Hopefully they have more cash registers. <laughs> hopefully they have
1: a hopefully they have a credit card machine that works. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, um moving on here, um we have kind of a, a really super sad and depressing uh, bit of news. Um exactly. Sean Blake, um who was the voice actor behind Yugiri for uh, Heavensward, um was found dead mm-hmm. along with her two children um in this past month in January. They went
0: like just dis- they disappeared like on the thirteenth, like yeah, December. Yeah, they disappeared. And so it December was a while before they, they, found they found
1: them. them yeah, um, and Yoshida and the English localization uh, staff have both commented on it. Um, and it's just you know, on if you go over like the subreddit now, there's a little picture of Yugiri instead of the uh, the normal kind of little Reddit guy. Um, and yeah, it's just you know, I don't know what else to say. It's, just, it's yeah, just, it's just it's sad. super sad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people um, on, on Reddit, on the forums, are going around now. They're like, oh, well, they're going to have to, like, recast her now, or they're going to kill her off. Um, to, to clarify, um, Square Enix hasn't said anything, like, about that in particular. Um, but we talked to uh, Taliesin Jaffe, who did Thankrid. Um, and this was back before, like, 2.5 dropped. And he had already recorded stuff for Word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they're not going to kill her off because they don't have a voice actress anymore they'll probably recast her. Um, but as far as heaven's word is concerned, all of her stuff is probably done. Um, so just, you know, something to, to note, um, re- regarding that.
0: Yeah. She was actually like a really famous actress, uh, in Europe and appeared on like a really like popular show. And that's where a lot of people kind of knew yeah. her from. And, uh, and so it was, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, obviously what happened to her and her family. Um, so, you know, hopefully they, they may rest in peace. Yeah.
1: Um, moving along here, it's like how do you how do you get away from that? Yeah, uh, what's
0: a, what's an appropriate segue? Because it's just depressing news. Um,
1: Final Fantasy fourteen is not getting localized for Latin America. <laughs> I, that's
0: <laughs> the bad news train. Yeah. keeps Yeah, um, but not as
1: bad. There is some people on Reddit. Um, they found a new section on the uh, Final Fantasy fourteen uh, website off of the main page where they have like the little free trial websites. Um, mm-hmm. and they found one that had both uh, Spanish and Portuguese on it. Um, and it wasn't something that was, like, linked to on the main page. Like, it was there, but not displayed quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everyone's like, oh, maybe they're getting ready to announce something. Um, and so I uh, I poked the, our our friends over at SC, um, and they said that we decided to localize the free trial website into Spanish and Portuguese in an effort to lower the barrier for entry for users in Latin America who may be interested in trying out Final Fantasy 14's free trial uh, localizing the website offers those users an easier way to learn about the story world game features and gives them a clearer understanding on getting started in the game we do not currently have any plans to localize the game into spanish or portuguese at this time
0: i'm kind of that is kind of a bummer because i know that there's like a big spanish and portuguese speaking community yeah. that would probably love to play this game I, I don't know how they would do that because i know for some of the Different, um, you know, languages that they haven't actually brought those into kind of the main you know, Europe, J- Japanese, and, and American patch cycles. Like I think Korea's several patch cycles behind I us, think, and China's the China same. China
1: and Korea, yeah. I I think they um like they sped up the the time between those patches to get them caught up. But mm-hmm. I can't I can't remember where where exactly they are now in terms of the the main scenario. But yeah, I mean. Doing two new languages it would be a gigantic undertaking for them. Yeah. Um, and so they've and they've said before too that they haven't been planning on it. Um they've done a little bit of media stuff um down in Mexico, I wanna say. Um, but yeah, i mean, it's it's not getting localized. So there you go. A lot of people mm-hmm. on Reddit were like, Oh, cool and I'm like, Well, let's 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 see. It's not a thing. So <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> um and with that here, we're going to go ahead and jump into um, the letter from the producers uh, live this past weekend here, uh, where they announced that Patch 3.2, titled The Gears of Change, will like arrive on February 23rd, later this month.
0: i'm always hopeful for like i'm like oh man maybe it'll be the 16th Uh, (laughs) now but it it was helpful because i was like oh okay the 23rd all right not you know i I always want stuff sooner but uh then i was like okay on to my work site and requesting that day off (laughs)
1: there you go
0: oh yeah the, um, I love the the title and obviously the, the gears because it's like, uh, you know, and they were talking about like the name, I think, in the lower piece, which we'll talk about. But how like the various, you know, it talk, the gears kind of symbolize Alexander. But, you know, and obviously lots of changes lots of, that, are that are happening. Things
1: that changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as lots as of Koji put it. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't understand anything else he was saying because the stream is a Japanese. But there was lots of change. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The uh, the stream itself uh, started out with Yoshida doing uh, this new um, little battle challenge called Stone C- uh, Stone Sky C, which is mm-hmm. this thing with the training dummy where you can kind of check, um, you know, their, your DPS and stuff like that. Um, and and Yoshida was on the stream, um, and he I don't know what he was saying, but he kept messing up his rotation. <laughs> people kept when people were laughing at him at the at the venue, so it was kind of funny <laughs> to see. Um, but uh, they moved into job adjustments after talking a little bit about that. Um, the big one being the changes coming to tanks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> lots of people talking about that.
0: <laughs> it's gonna, you know, it's there's the only you can only kind of speculate on what the, the the positives and negatives would be. So the big change obviously is that vitality is going to be a factor in the attack. Uh, you know, so instead of always having to kind of spec strength and you know and sacrifice vitality or do both or or especially I think a lot of the changes come from the pentameld going away for the natural uh, stats. But the uh, the concept though is that if vitality is obviously uh, affecting your attack, that's great. It means you know vitality gear and stack vitality. Don't worry about strength anymore. Maybe, um, obviously, maybe being the keyword. We don't <laughs> don't yeah, yet know. So, so basically, um, well, go, ahead, go ahead. Really,
1: really, what it is, it's strength is no longer the primary attack modifier for tanks it's mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of people out there that have been doing strength or you know having strength builds or whatever because they needed the damage um and so this is kind of taking away that little bit of um like freedom or experimentation i know some people are like super angry about it um i'm not a tank so i can't really throw my my qualified two cents and i don't See it as a huge problem.
0: Um, I, I as I as a person who tanks uh, <laughs> quite often, it actually doesn't technically bother me. What concerns me is like on my dark night. Um, I'm not yet 60. I'm like 58, so I'm getting real close. But on my dark night, um, I've been you know I stack strength because like if you think of Living Dead. Um, it's you don't have to get healed to 100%. It's, they just, uh, the, the healer just has to heal 100% of your HP. So if your HP is in, like, the 15K range, then you just need to get healed 15K. But if you stack VIT and it's 20 or 25, that's just more pressure on your healer mm.
1: th- to okay. get you up. Yeah.
0: So that's where, like, the the balance from, you know, outside of, like, Warrior and, and Paladin, you know, it you know that's always kind of you know a balance in and of itself but it the the real kicker is in my opinion that you know having not you know played around with the the numbers yet is going to be um uh walking dead and um and how that and how the healers are are able to handle that because if strength is if really is not going to be a a factor and vit is and you strat you're doing that for the for your attacks well dark knight's uh you know hp is going to go up which I've already heard from some healers are happy with because they're tired of running uh, expert roulettes with the Dark Knight, uh, who's like got 13k HP. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, we still have to cure this guy. And, you know, his pool is, is, is much lower than uh, anything. But um, that would be my two cents on it.
1: Yeah. Um, some of the other job adjustments we're getting uh, Astrologian's Shuffle um is gonna be getting changed. I um, thought they
0: were gonna change that.
1: Like so so the same card cannot be drawn again. So if you kept getting um you know, like your I, I can't remember the name. It's like you know, the defense card or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I don't want that. Let's take a n no- oh, it's the same card It's defence. It's always defence. Yeah. Maybe the, if I do it one more No, over. it's that card again. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Um and so that's that's a nice little change. Um, and they say, too, in regards to Machinist, it's a tough job um, that deals fast damage, but compared to other jobs, it's a bit behind on DPS. So they're going to uh, make adjustments um, to that, as well as uh, Warden's Pay-On for Bards. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, I think that should be fairly well done. Um, I just I just remember thinking that uh, P talked about how you know, they were concerned with shuffling and not being able to draw the same card again. And I'm like... And so I'm, I'm surprised when I saw that. I was, I was legitimately thinking it's, that it's, that was... It's it's, it's a weird a...
1: spot, right? Because on one hand, the whole point yeah. of shuffle, it's like, it's just luck-based. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're going to get if you get the same card five times in a row. Like, that's just RNGs giving you the finger. Like, <laughs> I, you know? <laughs> but it, there is a point, too, where it's like, okay, this is kind of, like... This isn't helpful, and especially with a playstyle like that, um, I don't think there's a lot of room, I guess, for for randomization, kind of like mm-hmm. that. Um, it almost almost in the, in the same way with like the the machinist and the way that you know ammunition and the the you know your main combo works and stuff. It's it's kind of frustrating sometimes more mm-hmm. than it you know it, instead of just like going in and you're like okay I'm on dragoon I know my rotation and I don't have to rely on does this proc, does this proc, does this proc, do I get this card? You know, like, mm-hmm. it adds another level um, of, of play to those jobs, um, for, for better or for worse. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how the, uh, the adjustments help. <laughs> um, we're getting the Nath uh, Beast Tribe quests, we knew that. Um, they talked about those already. Um, Very excited about this and we also got a look at a new mount for the nath which looks like a weird flying seahorse thing slash
0: insect uh, basically an abomination <laughs> yeah i don't know. It's, it's
1: you know sid from toy story is real and he's uh an aorzea just putting monsters together i think he worked for the Alligans <laughs> or something um and then they went in and they talked about the feast yes which i i i know there's people out there that are super into pvp but my my personal <laughs> my personal opinion on the feast is that this is 3.2's version of Lord of Verminion where it'll be cool for a week and then nobody's going to care
0: if that is true <laughs> it's going to be so disappointing and um... And I hope that with the concept of seasons and these kind of these rankings. That's that's the, uh, that's that little bit about that, how
1: they have seasons and then they have like the website mm-hmm. they're going to have that'll show the rankings and there's gear if you get like the top place in the season. That is the only thing that makes me think, OK, maybe this will actually keep people interested.
0: Yeah, I like the the idea though. Is that um, you know because there's the rankings, so like you're gonna you know you win a lot, you're gonna you're gonna rank up, and um, and it's gonna try to have some kind of that as a part of the matchmaking. Um, But you're right, if not a lot of people are are, you know doing it after a period of time, then it's like oh you know you just you don't want to sit and wait around for a while. But what's interesting is that um, with the feast, you everybody gets these coins that um, as people, as you down your opponent, they drop, you know, coins that you can... uh, Your medals. Yeah, Yeah. and so they pick them up. And if you end up having... If one character ends up having too many medals, there's debuffs that are associated with it. Um, But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, at some point, yeah, killing the the killer is not going to help you out. And the fact that you can also respawn, (laughs) um, you know, so it has that kind of what was fun about um, you know front lines where it's like you're not you know just because you went down doesn't mean like the the match is over mm-hmm. um and so you can kind of play around with that and and you know it's so it's yeah there's every i guess anything they introduce you know especially like for minion um that only lasts a week are obviously people are going to be frustrated with but for the most part it seems like it's well thought out they might obviously they're said that you know they're going to have a period of time before quote unquote the season start to help, you know, so yeah. they can make any adjustments so, so necessary. So these, these
1: seasons are going to start with every 0. .5 hatch. So <laughs> so how it'll work is 3.2. We'll have the introduction of the feast. People will be able to play around with it. It's basically like, it's I think it's an expansion of Wolves Den, right? Yeah. yeah. Or it's also there's called Wolves be eight Den V8. 2. Yeah, yeah, eight eight, there's 4v4, four four 8v8, And then they just add these metal mechanics, which are basically, everybody starts with a set amount of metals, and Mm -hmm. when you kill people, you can take their metals, and if you have too many, or you get certain debuffs and stuff like we said, um, and, you know, whoever has the most metals and stuff at the end, you know, the team, they'll win, Um, but they're also going to have seasons, and there's a website for that, and if you're, you know, one of the top-ranking people, you'll get special gear. Um, So it's really just, like, a a more, like, lamified, like, Wolves' Den, Mm-hmm. Which people well, right now don't care to, about, which yeah, is why well, I'm a little worried.
0: <laughs> well, and that's also kind of the fault of the wolves in and of itself, because it's like, okay, you know, why? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, because um, once front lines came out, it, it, front lines was such a, a, I guess, a well much better and more more fun because there nobody liked getting put into a queue waiting for like thirty minutes. Going in, getting wiped out in one minute, and then it's like, okay, well, what the heck? <laughs> it's right. like I want to play. I don't want to sit here like and spend, you know, the, the game, you know, waiting a queue. And so that's kind of where you know, hopefully, this is something that addresses it. And maybe you know, if it's successful, maybe they'll go and apply some of these um, changes to the Wolves Den. Naturally, I don't know if that makes sense, but
1: yeah.
0: we'll see. Like, I, I personally, I love PvP. Always have uh, PvP is a good thing. Especially when people um, get tired of, of kind of the PVE content, and a, a classic example to take this from another game is if you look at what's going on with Destiny, right? Yeah. Um, Destiny, they, like even like people are like very frustrated with it. Just, there's not really any content coming out for it that's PVE stuff. So what kind of keeps people playing right now is is the PvP element, um, and everybody who's you know just solely focused on PVE is, is really taking a break from that um, from that game in and of itself. And so here where are like, okay, you've beaten Savage and you've done all of this, you know, um, and you're looking for something, you know, and if, whether you're, you know, hardcore PVP or not, it might be something that keeps people, um, interested in, um, what's going on with it. There's a lot of other changes i still like to see in regards of PVP. Um, yeah. one would be like, it'd be cool if they created like a PVP server, um, that was just like you couldn't transfer a character there because I know Yoshi P talked about it where there's like just open zones where PvP was acceptable. Maybe make it by Green Company. Um, it'd be cool just
1: killing everybody everywhere. You no, know, and...
0: it'd be interesting to see what would happen. You know, yeah. I, I don't know, like where again you couldn't transfer your character, so you know people could always just make a character and see what happens. Um, it'd be an interesting social experiment. But the other one would be like it'd be kind of cool if we could also duel um, out in the open world. Um, you know, just for fun, you know just like there's hopefully a couple other things that we'll mm. uh, we'll see happen with it. but all in all, um, I'm really excited to jump into the feast. In fact, my wife right now is uh, working on uh, fi- finally getting her uh, her main story finished to 60 so she can and I can take uh, take part in the feast nice. at the en- at the end of this month because she loves PvP. She's a she's a cool girl. <laughs> yeah, you know
1: it's it's funny you you brought up uh, Destiny. Um, I think it was last month or, or in uh, December they actually added uh, racing. As oh yeah. one of their, it was a seasonal event as one of their kind of PvP matchmaking things. I think it would be really cool. And um, Star Wars: Old Republic did this as well, where they had um, what was that called? It was called Hutball, where it was part of the PvP queue. But it wasn't traditional PvP. It was like a like a like a sports type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I know people have kind of joked about the idea of like blitzball or something mm-hmm. in in 14 before. I think it'd be really cool if you take these PvP roulettes and mm-hmm. you threw in something like a blitzball or something that's not just straight up so like cool. PvP. And I think mm-hmm. that might get people a little more interested in in doing those cues. Yeah, um, I agree. That having been said, I don't I don't know. It's you know I'm not saying that people aren't queuing for PVP. I haven't done like Seal Rock or anything in, in months, but um, I think, you know, having stuff more like that would be nice, but I just personally like I, it's this Wolves Den too. Okay.
0: It's slightly well,
1: slightly shinier than the original Wolves Den and
0: it'll probably they are bringing in be popular for... to front lines though, which is cool. So you're getting we're getting our adrenaline rush from front lines, so that you get that you get your individualized limit break, hmm. which I think is really exciting for a lot of people. Um, you get, you know, they have the supply boxes that apparently are going to drop an offensive and defensive kit, a medical kit, and kind of an adrenaline kit. Um, there's a, this concept of a calling time, which as time goes on, um, you know, more and more debuffs are applied. I don't know how that is really going to heavily work in the system. Um, but if, you know, so if you're too good. It is,
1: the game is yeah. going to make it so you're not
0: as that good. good. Yeah. It, it's like, uh, you're doing you
1: too well. We're going to kick you in the shin here. So you're limping a little bit.
0: And then my favorite thing, I mean, and they have the thing called, like, heavy metal, which is, like, as we talked about the debuff with the more metals that you carry, mm-hmm. but my favorite thing is the result screen. It's going to be showing a KDA. Uh, you know, it's going to have yeah. all this information, which I wish they actually added just the PvE content anyway, um, because one of the things I've, dis- like, I discovered, this is an interesting thing that happened um, in January. I was playing with my friend, uh, and he was playing Dragoon, and, and somebody was like, dude, what are you doing? Um, you know, and I, I've never kind of, like, I wasn't ever parsing him or anything, but apparently he was doing something that messed up with his rotations and he never really realized it until somebody was like, you know, kind of showed him Mm -hmm. the way and was like, Oh, Hey, do this and this, and you're going to see a huge spike. Yeah. And And the reason why, and it's not the, I mean, yeah, he could have gone out and Googled and tried to, you know, figure out the best, but you know, I think a lot of people like my friend aren't going to do that. Um, And it would, all the game needs to do is tell you like, Hey, you did, you know, at the end of the, the dungeon doesn't have to even make it public. You did it. You were at 600 DPS, and you performed in the top 10 percent of all dragoons on this dungeon. You know, it's like, oh, cool. I'm, I I'm think gonna
1: that would be cool for a personal screen.
0: Yeah, that's but, what I mean. Personal. But if you,
1: yeah, if you have like, like, like any like deaths shown, it's like as a party. Can you imagine like going into like Voidark? Be like, hey, like this this machine has died, like. Three, you know, three, three, 37 times. Mm-hmm. He's terrible, and it shows his name next to it. Don't play
0: with this character. That they would never do that. That would be the worst oh, yeah. idea ever. And but, I agree that it should be just personal yeah. to give the player that information. So all it would do is like they would. I mean, whether they decide to do anything with it or not, I think the ma- the, the great majority of our of the player base wants to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and it's like, and all all you need to know is, you know, am I performing? At the you know and, yeah. and where i performing, and that's what the the uh, the results screen and the rankings do for for PvP. That's where right now I say with this, and if this is successful, I really hope it is. Uh, that I hope that they bring in some of these concepts because I mean, just imagine it. Like running any of the even the lobby dungeons, it's like you know, hey, this is what what you did, and they can have various like little stats over over your run of what you did, and then you could always just have that meter of compared to the average of dragoons on your data center. Mm-hmm you're in the top 10% or you're in the bottom like oh i'm in the bottom 10% like you know oh my gosh like i okay what what can i do to sure. figure out how to do that yeah. oh and that's what we have this great training dummy you know thing that you know beginners hall now you know <laughs> i just think it it spurs people to ask the question oh how can I do better? As opposed to, I thought I did pretty good. Right. Oh, I didn't realize that we could have cleared this in 10 minutes and it took us 30 minutes.
1: Right. You know, it's yeah. like,
0: you know, unless and then one of two things happens today. Either you get somebody who's nice and says, hey, you know, think about trying to do this. This will help. Or you get somebody who's rude because they're in the roulette and they, they think it's their personal speed run system. Right. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, uh, this guy's. This took five minutes longer than it should have. You guys are all awful people. I, I hate those people.
1: Why, is it, why does this take five more minutes? It's like, just chill. Um, just chill. <laughs> speaking, You're in roulette. Speaking, Form a, speaking of, a for the full party. Speaking <laughs> of speedruns and roulettes, uh, they yes. did talk a little bit more about the new Dungeons coming. Um, they showed a video showing off the Anti-Tower and yeah. the lost city of Amtapur hard. Um, we don't really have any more information on Amtapur, um because Koji didn't bring any information
0: with So him. happy to be going um, back place. I love that dungeon.
1: We're supposed to learn a little bit more about Diablos, though, and, and what happened after we, we fought him the first time, because he also appeared on the Void Arc. So how yes. is that all going to tie in? We're going to find out a little bit more about that. Um,
0: the Anti-Tower is actually a part of the main story. Yeah, and so, I'm really just kinda, yeah.
1: excited. A lot of people are comparing it to, I believe it was Ibsen in Final Fantasy IX, um, and people were posting like screenshots from that on the uh, the official forums, and there there's a lot of really cool uh, similarities. Um, and there's also going to be, um, the boss inside of this tower is going to be a, bo- a boss from a previous Final Fantasy title. Um, so if they haven't told us who or what, but, so that's kind of cool too.
0: It's um, always exciting. It's always fun.
1: Yeah, but the Anti-Tower, um, they've told us um, it's a place where Charlians researched the Mother Crystal, mm-hmm. um, and since they're, you know, scholars, they came up with the name Anti-Tower instead of just, you know, um, I think the, the Japanese is like the Upside Down Tower or something. Or Basement know. <laughs> or a reversed tower is what it was um so yeah I mean you know mother Crystal studying and stuff like that's maybe that's where we'll find a certain somebody that was shown in the uh the artwork minophilia was shown in the uh, the artwork so maybe that's how she'll kind of come back into play
0: yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, they
1: also showed off a little bit of Alexander Midas, um, which for like the majority of the clip looked exactly like <laughs> the, the previous uh, version of Alexander, but they had this really cool shot at the end um, that almost looks kind of like a like a little city uh, inside mm-hmm. of Alexander, so that's really cool. Um, all the loot um, you know, rules and stuff is going to work the
0: same for that. And um, for fans who want to challenge, they're releasing Savage the same day yeah. for Alexander, so I know when 3.0 dropped, that um, you know, it was they had to wait a little while before Savage came out, and then this will be good. I know that there's a lot of people who are just like waiting for that next, not just challenge, but waiting, you know, kind of for that next like hardcore content update. And uh, and I'm I'm excited. I, I feel though, and I would have to, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it that this update I felt like took too too long. We we should have seen it. We should have obviously seen one point uh, three point one sooner. And it's like, if you think about it, like, man, they, like, since 3.0, since June, and we're in a, pretty much, you know, you think about it right close up on March, that's a long gap mm-hmm. um, in between, you know, like, here's your here's your high-end gear, you know, progressing system. So uh, at least, though, the good news is that we're not waiting that much longer on uh, on yeah. 3.2.
1: Um, they gave us a little more information about material melding and how that's gonna work. Um you're not gonna be able to do advanced material melding for the base stat uh, materials now, so strength decks, you know, etc. Um you can only use those in the available slots. So you know how you can kind of like bash extra materia into your items <laughs> if they don't have enough slots? You can't do that with the primary stat ones anymore. Um
0: I don't know if they said it for this or uh, but they've addressed it in the in the in like on the forms where they are going to allow you to do material melding um, if you have the ability, much like you can do repairs. I don't know if that's in three point two, but then Yoshi they did talk about it on the uh, on the forums. Oh, with like switching jobs. Yeah, without yeah, having yeah, to like yeah. switch. To yeah, it. I like, remember. If you've got the skill, that. you can do that. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, if that's in the line with the material melding changes here, I think that's going to be real exciting because then, because they're obviously adding in slots for like raid gear and for tome gear. Which I think will increase the demand of Matera, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and that that's nice because I've always like wanted to be more take uh, participate more in the Matera world. Yeah. Uh, but it's like okay, well I'm you know I'm not going to buy that crafted gear. I'm going to
1: yeah, unless unless you're like here. a crafter or a gatherer, you're not touching materia. Yeah,
0: I know. And so we're going to hopefully see um, that they said they've also said a part of this they're going to increase the amount. Uh, the The availability of like tier four and tier five materia. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what you know, market speculation is what it is. Tier, tier five
1: is i I've never seen people get tier fives from anything. The only, it's like <laughs> you know, you farm DM for like a week and you can get a, a tier five piece of materia. Um, but so, yeah, it'll be easier to get those, which will be nice because you'll probably only be able to put one in a piece of gear. So, you know, got to make it count, right? right.
0: Um,
1: also, they showed the uh, Orchestrion which is something that they uh, talked a little bit about um, during the last live letter, which is the, basically the jukebox for housing. Um, right. And, you know, you'll be able to um, get music um, through, you know, either crafting or various, uh, you know, different content and stuff um, and, and play it in here. Um, and then depending on your distance to the orchestra and the music may get quieter. So like, if you put it in your basement and you're like on the top floor, you're not going to hear it as much. Um, I just want to throw this out there. That is stupid. The whole reason people wanted a jukebox was to get rid of the BGM, the housing BGM that just loops over and over and over again. And then they give us a housing uh, furnishing, which will eliminate that, but then it'll fade depending on where, just have it replace the BGM.
0: I think that would have been the why? simple solution. I just, they I talked. To, they joke about like, oh, we would have to add speakers in different rooms? Blah, yeah, blah. they're like,
1: maybe we'll add speakers. No, just make the stupid orchestrian replace the BGM. I don't know why they didn't do that. That sounds. And who knows? They would probably uh,
0: do that at a later date. <laughs> that
1: seems so. I don't know. That seems dumb. That seems like a like. I get. I get it. Where it's like, yeah, because you know, in real life, if you're further away from something, you wouldn't hear. Well, that's. It's a game.
0: Well, can we jack in the orchestrion into yeah, whatever the whole, the speakers whole reason are playing we wanted the orchestrion
1: was to replace the BGM? Just have it shared the same volume level.
0: All right. Done. So let me ask you a question: <laughs> Are you going to become a mentor? <laughs> uh, I can't
1: because I don't have a tank at sixty, and I'm not oh, planning man. on. it uh, so yeah. I got like soon. I've been
0: I've been spending my time since like three one just leveling up my jobs and having a real you know enjoying it. So mm. I've got. Tank healer DPS there, so I've, I'm have slowly all the working on
1: getting my my Arcana stuff up. Mm-hmm. But I just I've never been big in a tanking, um, and you know the only reason I have everything to fifty before is just because I you know I just so I, so I, I do. sat down I forced myself to do it. I was never good at it. I never you know went into any raids with it or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I I don't know. Part of me is like understands they want you know uh, people to have one of each role leveled at 60 to participate in the, in the mentor system. Um, but on, at the same time, it's like, well, what if I don't play a tank, but I'm like a really good healer mm-hmm. and I want to help people. And this isn't, you know, I don't know.
0: So for those of you who haven't seen or heard, so the, the requirements for being a mentor are quite substantial. For the most part, I know a lot of 1.0 players probably – do qualify for it, but you have to have one job for each role. So a tank healer and DPS at level 60. Um, it's set up that way that each player can offer advice for each role. So I, I mean, we'll see kind of that impact. Well, I don't know what it is. You've got to have completed over a thousand or more instance dungeons or trials. Um, uh, you have to have earned over 300 commendations. Um, and then there's additionally there's requirements for those who didn't play battle related jo- classes and jobs. And so for the kind of disciples and hands and lands, one class from disciple hand and land at sixty, have crafted over a hundred collectibles and have gathered over three hundred collectibles. So I don't meet the collectibles piece of this all, but I you know have you know from the the battle classes I do I do uh, qualify for that. So I'm going to check it out. Like you yeah. know, it's, I always I help people out anyway in, in the game, and I like helping out new players. Um, you know, kind of meeting them and befriending them anyway. But so I'm going to check this out and see kind of what it is. We'll. There's some there's some benefits um, for the for the mentor system. So if y'all are unaware, like mentors can invite you know uh, new players to a special kind of chat channel for questions and things like that. Mm. They're they're they, they're thinking that it's invite only from a mentor to beginners to try and countermeasure RMT. But I don't know if there's a plan that if somebody just invites somebody who's RMT anyway, like, yeah, or no, if an no. RMT is like, Hey guys, let's, uh, I, I make the mentor system. Let me start inviting all I'll these. Be, I'll be real curious how
1: this works. Cause I know when 11, um, basically their mentor system was like a, an icon toggle where like yeah. if you wanted to be available to help people you could turn your mentor like icon on but i don't know anybody that like i've never heard stories of people like actually sending a tell to somebody like hey you're a mentor can you help me with this like people just turned it on because it was a different icon and it looked cool like
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so i'll be curious to see you know what how exactly uh this goes i mean there's achievements um and i think there's supposed to be some like glamour awards um with it too. people are complaining because you don't get tombstones but it's like, well, you get Glamour's, and that's what people are gonna want anyway, you know. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. Um, they also showed off the Containment Bay S one T seven, which yes! is the fight against uh, the first uh, member of the Warring Triad here, Sephiroth. Um, so yeah, that should be cool. It's got a little bit of some some Final Fantasy six battle music for you, which mm-hmm. is which is cool. A lot of people on the the stream are like, oh, ff six music. Um, so that's pretty cool.
0: I'm so excited because it's like. Uh, 3.1, I mean, had, I, I think people said like a really great fight with the, uh, with, the, the, the Knights of the Round, you know, extreme. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh yeah, we're, you know, getting into that kind of that cycle of, you know, really new big boss. You need a primal, you know, a primal with each primal. patch, let's go. <laughs> yeah, and so the Warring Triad seems exciting. So if you think of it, obviously Triad 3, so 3.2, 3.3, 3.4. Yeah, so by 3.4 uh, we'll have... At uh, 3.5, we had Odin. I mean, it wasn't like so. Yeah. She, the 3.4 was the last big one, um, but then so 3. You know, five will have something. It'd be kind of neat if they like had a fight. I, three, that was
1: three like 3.5 will be Heaven's Word like final boss trial. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah, Zodiac, cool. maybe. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Man, that'd be uh, crazy if that if <laughs> came in this soon. Uh, and we're just, my gonna, we're
1: just gonna we're just gonna go up to the moon. We're gonna get a rocket ship. Sid's gonna rocket Sid's ship. gonna build us a rocket ship, and rocket we're gonna we're gonna gonna head over to Rocket Town, wherever that is. And we'll uh, <laughs> just go up to the moon and fight Zodiac. We don't know how we're gonna breathe up there yet, but we'll 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 you know we'll figure that out as we go along. Space
0: magic, yeah. <laughs> Bring your astrologian. There, there go. The <laughs> little
1: the little uh, blue aliens from 8 will pop up and be like, "Here you go." It's like the the bell of space. Well, you can fly, and well, you can just breathe. We'll give you like space gills. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. <laughs> um, they also are going to make some adjustments here to the exploratory missions. Um, so they're going to reduce the timing um, for each mode, um, and they're also going to uh, make adjustments for the amount of aether turb. Turbulences that you need to get um, So for the easy mode you only need to get one Now <laughs> um, And then normal to hard three um, So that's kind of nice to see um, And they're also going to adjust uh, The way that uh, the amount of tombstones zones you get and um, They're going to change uh, Fresh tracks again um, so the player Who spawns the fresh tracks will earn their rights um, For the first attack um, and, and So they're going to get the, the credit and the way That that's going to work And um, but I don't. Does anybody even do DDM anymore? I, I have no idea. I, I went in a couple times, and I don't like even even then. Like that second time, like there was nobody there.
0: <laughs> that really hasn't. Like for me, I'm like, well, I, don't know, I mean, I can do this, or I can level up my other jobs, and so that's just really what I've kind of defaulted to yeah. for my time between three, you know 3.1 and 3.2. Is just leveling up my jobs. Hmm. Um, because I like leveling, apparently. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Also, they talk about some uh, adjustments coming for uh, Disciples of Hand and Land. Um, They're going to be adding new recipes.
0: I Um, hear they're going to be adding a ton of new recipes.
1: Some of these are going to be, like, Diable, like, High Allegan gear. Um, That was something that people wanted, and so they'll be adding those. Um, They've also talked about adding more um, items that you can use with uh, your uh, Red Script tokens. Mm -hmm. Um, So that'll be cool. Um... Let's see. Uh da, 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 da. they're going to add elegant Tombstones of Lore. Um and it looks like we're going to get primal themed armor. Cool. For those. Um and you know, as they do when they ever they introduce a new tombstone that, you know, the oldest one is out the door and they convert into a new one and, you know, all that stuff is still happening. Um Something that's really nice, too, is they change it so that um, it's going to be possible to queue for duty roulette as a party for, like, yes. everything. Expert oh. roulette, 60 dungeons, 50 dungeons, leveling dungeons, trials, trials. main scenario dungeons, and guildhest.
0: Guildhest, Like, finally. Like, seriously. I was in here. So one of my friends and I we play typically on Monday nights, and I'm going to play tonight. Um, and I'm like, all right, hey, yeah. You know, so he just got, uh, like, he's higher level, but he just finished the stuff. So he's just joined the grain company, saving up for his, uh, his choco license. And, uh, I'm like, well, you know, let's do fates, but if you really want to get fast, just run this level roulette and run this guildhest roulette and you'll, you'll get it. And he's like, I'm good. You know, it's yeah. like, can we do it together? No, right. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm here to play with my, you know, my friend. And so I was like, this is exciting. This will have me, I think, queue up for a lot more content. Obviously, um, you know, man, this is this is huge. This is really mm-hmm. exciting news.
1: Um, other little bits here. Um, they have revamped the recast animation display for Opars. Um, and you can also, uh, there's going to be a setting so you can configure it to display recast time with numbers instead of just like a little kind of clock animation. Um, so that's really cool. Um, we're going to get a furnishing item that can summon the aesthetician for personal housing, a die preview for furnitures, furniture items, and then um the feature that lets us sell items directly from retainers um
0: no mention of the summoner eggy yeah glam system it was like I was so bummed one of these hopefully days, they'll maybe. hopefully they'll surprise me and it's like oh yeah we didn't talk about it but here you go <laughs> um also
1: um, news that, that came out actually just uh today um, they are going to resume sales of the Mac version um, yay coming up here um, I believe they said on the 23rd Third? That took him a while. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me double check. I want to say twenty third. I I swear I had this thing up right before we started. Now I can't find it. Uh, it's there. Yeah, it's on the twenty third. Yeah, yeah. So, um, today the uh, the patch goes up. They will. Uh, you can get the Mac version again. Um, man, it's poor Mac people. You can't even run it at a full 1080p. Is what they're recommending. Like they're, they recommend a, a 1600 by 900 resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so the short of it is, if you really, really want to play a lot of 14 and you have a Mac, um, maybe get a PC or a, or a PS4 <laughs> or something that's not a Mac.
0: Or just install. If you want to, if you want to play game. video
1: games on a computer, don't get a Mac. <laughs>
0: that pretty much sums it up. That pretty
1: much sums it up. Um, and then, uh, last but not least, here to uh, kind of end us off here, uh, Valentine's Day is coming up from uh, February 2nd to the 15th. Starts um, tomorrow. <laughs> they got hats, they got earrings, they got a little love bed that looks like something you'd put quarters in in a really cheap Vegas hotel, and then they got two little, little chairs that when you put them together, they look like a heart.
0: Aww. <laughs> anyway, so that starts tomorrow. It runs uh, until the 15th, yep. so... Get your Valentines down. And that is it. Yeah.
1: For the first episode of Aetherite Radio for twenty sixteen. That's in the second month of twenty sixteen because reasons. So there you go. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's good to be back.
1: Yeah. We'll we'll try and, and get into this a little more. I'm on vacation here for a little bit yet, but uh,
0: You're I going to PAX East, right?
1: I don't know
0: yet. Okay.
1: We'll 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 see. If if there's some some big 14 stuff we will we will definitely do our best to get out there. That's um, in
0: March, right? It's in
1: April actually. Oh, okay. It's like the, well, like, the yeah. like the end of April. I keep thinking it's 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 in March, but it's not. Um there is a special Final Fantasy 15 event going on in uh, March 30th over at the uh, Shrine Auditorium in LA. Uh they're going to reveal the release date for people that are are interested in, uh, in 15. I think the tickets you can RSVP for. Um, are going up, like, this Friday on the 5th. Um, So if that's something you're interested in, keep an eye out for that. Details are up on gamerscape.com. So excited.
0: I'm so nervous and so excited about 15. Right? Cautiously Uh, optimistic, I think. Yeah, you know, it's like, I I love 14. I love the Burberry Default series. But the developer, like, it's like the kid in me is like, yay. But the developer in me is like, this has been a project that's been in development for a long time. Like, it could be great. So, I mean, it's, you know, development time you know isn't there's, there's, there's probably is it?
1: like there's probably like a handful of people out there somewhere that are still like so when are they gonna gonna release versus 13 whatever whatever happened what happened
0: to versus
1: 13 or... <laughs> I, I was always more pumped for versus than i was for just like base fifth like 13 mm-hmm. like, they're like hey, here's 13 and here's versus 13 i was like dude versus is like clearly the superior <laughs> it's like kingdom hearts people yep sold
0: yeah and we're finally
1: gonna get it um so yeah there's that um and that'll do it for the show. Um, if you want to contact us, you can email us at Aetherite radio at gamerscape.com, or if you're on the Twitters, you can tweet at us at radio. Uh Comments, suggestions, feedback, whatever. We'll read them on the air. Um, and
0: we will see you next time. Peace!